Welcome to The Vortex with your host, Addie, an ancient cosmic soul, transformation and mindset expert, and evolutionary astrologer. My mission is to help inspire and guide you to help unlock your soul's potential so you can live a joyful, empowered, abundant life. This is a podcast where we take deep dives into topics all along the lines of astrology, spirituality, metaphysics, and so much more. So with further ado, let's dive into today's episode and topic. Hello again, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Welcome to the Vortex with your host, Addie. Today's episode, we are going to be diving into the astrology for the month of May. So this episode is all about the May astrology transits, lots happening in May. So this might be a little bit of a lengthy episode. And then we'll be recording another episode right after this on the Scorpio full moon lunar eclipse. We'll be touching on that in a separate episode going much deeper. So I'm not really going to be talking about that in today's episode since going to be doing a whole separate episode. This is really just more to get a feel for what's going on in May, all the astrology transits. So we'll be having a nice chat about that. And before I go into May astrology, let's just do some announcements real quick. So I'm still offering my written PDF report astrology readings, still offering my pre-recorded Zoom readings as well. So if you are looking to get your astrology chart read by me, I am offering those services. Um, That's pretty much just it for my updates there. I am like just like some updates though just like with some things that I've been like doing in the background is I do have some like new offering ideas that I'm kind of like playing with and so I have like some new ideas like coming like in the next couple months of like what I'm going to offer for astrology related services so just stay tuned for that. Just wanted to plant that seed and That's pretty much it though for my announcements. I do want to do like a little recap for April before we really dive into May because a lot happened in April as well. Like we have Mercury retrograde now, we're about to have Pluto go retrograde, but April was that last window of opportunity where we had all the planets direct, especially since Mercury went retrograde on April 21st. That closed that window of all that direct planetary energy and So especially like that first half of April was a really good opportunity to really continue working towards like whatever it is like you want to achieve and accomplish. And then once Mercury went retrograde April 21st, it was kind of like things started to slow down a bit, especially when it came to like our thought process, our communication process, our messaging process. And like even like technology could be out of whack, especially as since this is our first like Mercury retrograde with Pluto and Aquarius as well, since we haven't had Pluto and Aquarius since 1777. So there's just like a lot of new energies. And we also have that second Aries new moon in April that kicked us off into eclipse season and that was a new moon squaring Pluto so there was like this big Pluto energy as well in April too so it was like a very transformative month I feel for April like very destined offered a lot of beautiful opportunity for us to continue working towards our goals making our goals happen really turning them into a physical reality but it's also like were you willing to put in that work were you willing to do that work and I'm just going through April because we also had Venus enter Gemini in April 
and that definitely brought some more like curious like inquisitive energy into the collective mix as well so very interesting energy that we had in april and now let's just go through the dates for may because may has a lot in store as well so may 1st is when so may 1st is tomorrow actually so may 1st is a monday and we have the moon finishing up in Virgo, we have the sun conjunct Mercury retrograde in Taurus, we have Mars sextile Uranus, we have Pluto retrograde in Aquarius at 1.08pm, and May 2nd we still have the sun conjunct Mercury energy, May 4th we have Venus sextile Jupiter, Venus square Neptune, May 5th is that Scorpio full moon lunar eclipse. May 7th, we have Venus enter Cancer at 10.24 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. May 9th is Sun conjunct Uranus. May 10th, we still have that Sun conjunct Uranus energy and then Mercury sextile Saturn. May 11th is still Mercury sextile Saturn. May 12th, Mercury sextile Venus. Venus trine Saturn. May 14th, we have Mercury go direct in Taurus. And we have Mars trying Neptune. We're starting to see Jupiter square Pluto, May 15th. Mars trying Neptune, Jupiter square Pluto, May 16th. We have Jupiter entering Taurus at 1.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then we're still feeling that Jupiter square Pluto, May 17th, Sun sextile Neptune. May 18th, still that Jupiter square Pluto energy. May 19th is that Taurus new moon at 11.53 a.m. We have Mars opposed Pluto because May 20th at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have Mars leave Cancer and enter Leo. And so that's where we're seeing that Mars opposed Pluto energy, Sun sextile Mars, Sun trine Pluto, Mars square Jupiter. And then May 21st, we have the Sun enter Gemini at 3.11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sun trine Pluto, Sun sextile Mars, Mercury sextile Saturn, Mars square Jupiter, Mars opposed Pluto, Jupiter square Pluto. A lot of big energy on May 21st. And then May 22nd, we still have like that same energy. May 23rd, Sun sextile Mars, Mars square Jupiter. May 24th, the same energy, Sun sextile Mars, Mars square Jupiter. May 25th, we have Venus sextile Uranus, Mars square Jupiter. May 26th, we have Venus sextile Uranus. And then from May 27th through the remainder of May, it's just Sun square Saturn energy. So a lot of like big like Pluto energy for May as well, very transformative. So it's like May is offering us another opportunity to continue like transforming and continuing like up leveling that evolutionary process in our lives, whatever that may look like for you on an individual level. But now let's just go through all of these on a much deeper level. So we start May off with the moon finishing up in Virgo. We also have the Sun conjunct Mercury retrograde on the first day of May. So that's really putting like our thought process, our communication, our beliefs, our like really putting that on the forefront of our mind. Great time to really reflect on that, especially just with Sun conjunct Mercury and like with this Mercury retrograde. This Mercury retrograde is really offering us a beautiful window of opportunity to really figure out, okay, what are the beliefs serving me? What's not serving me? This is the greatest opportunity we have to rewrite the beliefs that aren't serving us. What have been those beliefs for the last 19 years 
that have no longer been serving you? What are those beliefs that you've been stuck in? What does that lack mindset look like for you? This is the opportunity for you to figure that out and transmute those beliefs and rewrite those beliefs into something empowering and that will serve you in the future and that will help you build and create your own ultimate personal dream life. Because along with Sun conjunct Mercury, we're also seeing Mars sextile Uranus. So with Mars sextile Uranus, like Mars Cancer sextiling Uranus Taurus, this is helping us figure out, okay, where have I been blocked trying to achieve my goals? Where have I been blocked when it comes to taking action and making things happen? Do I need to find a different way through it? How can I be more innovative and start thinking outside of the box? How can I shift my perspective here? How can I start shifting gears? Have I been too in my head? Have I been too emotional towards it? Or do I need to kind of like take my emotions out of it and be a little more like objectively here and just trying to figure out a different way through it because then also tomorrow on May 1st we also have Pluto go retrograde in Aquarius and this is happening at 1.08 p.m. Eastern Standard Time so that'll be about 10.08 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and I have the chart pulled up for the Pluto retrograde because I want to talk a lot about this in today's episode because this is the first time ever in our lifetimes in any of our lifetimes I mean maybe in past lives we've had this but not in this lifetime that we've had Pluto retrograde in Aquarius because the last time we had Pluto retrograde in Aquarius was in 1777. None of us were physically present back then. I mean, maybe we had past lives and maybe like we were back, like maybe we were alive back then, but not right now. So our souls may have experienced it, but we personally have never experienced this before. So this is very like important that we pay attention to this Pluto retrograde because this is happening at zero Aquarius and with Pluto retrograde in Aquarius this is really offering us a time to ask ourselves okay how has this Pluto in Aquarius transit been so far because Pluto first dipped into Aquarius on March 23rd of 2023 and we've had it for over a month now and it's definitely felt like a whole new world. It's definitely shifted gears here because Pluto and Aquarius, it's all about us owning our unique power. It's about us owning our own like unique individual personality and not trying to like stay stuck in the status quo and be copycat clone robots. This is also a time of leaning on others, finding power in community and not being an isolated hermit and just only talking to one person, talking to an AI robot, chat GPT, that's definitely like the dark side of Pluto and Aquarius because Pluto and Aquarius in the highest expression is using technology for the good and like upliftment of humanity, but it's also finding the power of community, finding the power of humanity, that every single person has a unique individual personality trait. We all have a unique gift and talents to bring to this planet. We are not all meant to be the same. And to me, that is like the ultimate gift and ultimate lesson here with Pluto and Aquarius is showing us the beauty and power of humanity and especially the power of humanity like when we come together and put our differences aside. So that's just something to reflect on with this Pluto retrograde in Aquarius because we are going to be seeing Pluto go back into Capricorn and we have Pluto going back into Capricorn in June. It's like around June 11th is when we have Pluto go back into Capricorn and Pluto will actually be going direct on October 11th in Capricorn. So we're only like we're almost done with this Pluto in Aquarius transit for this year. And 
I'm sure you probably saw there were memes going around. There were all this like little like social media posts going around on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter about Pluto and Aquarius, the age of Aquarius. And this has definitely like kind of ushered in that age of Aquarius. We've kind of, we've definitely like ushered into a new world. But when Pluto goes back into Capricorn, that's going to be bringing back some of like those old world ways as well. And so this is going to help us continuing eliminating that old world and bringing light to the corruptness and continuing taking out like the corruptness and transmuting that into something that will serve and uplift humanity as well. And then also just like on a personal note too, for like this Pluto retrograde in Aquarius, this is asking you, okay, so where have you been a copycat clone robot in your own life how can you start breaking free and expressing yourself more how can you start expressing your own authentic truth and voice more how can you start stepping out of the herd and start leading the way how can you start stepping in your own power more and stop shying away from it because a Pluto retrograde and anytime a retrograde happens it's an opportunity for us to go inwards and reflect especially with Pluto this is a time for us to reflect on how we've been showing up in our own lives when it comes to like power and leadership and transformation and evolution this is a time to reflect on all of those this is also like to me a Pluto retrograde is also a very like soul spiritual alchemical process as well where we if we were willing to do that deep deep shadow work that this can be a very beautiful process because Pluto retrogrades until October 11th so we have Pluto retrograde for a hot minute here so this can like this has taken us on a beautiful journey deep into the depths of our own unique personal underworld but I really feel that this can be a very positive one because also what I'm going to be talking about in my Scorpio full moon episode is Pluto is the dispositor of this full moon as well because Scorpio is co-ruled by Pluto Mars. So Pluto is also playing a pretty strong role here in this full moon as well. So big Pluto energy too that's going to be coming up with during this full moon too just like because to me anytime we have a Scorpio full moon especially with it being eclipsed like it's purge fest 2023 but I'm doing a whole separate episode on that so we'll be going into that a little later but definitely just wanted to touch on all that because this is a Pluto retrograde that we have never experienced before in our lifetimes and it's definitely one that we all need to be paying attention to and then like May 5th, that's a Scorpio full moon, so I'll be doing my whole separate episode after that. But then May 7th is when we have Venus entering Cancer at 10.24 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7.24 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I actually want to read from the only astrology book you'll ever need about Venus in Cancer. Okay, so Venus in Cancer. As a Venus in Cancer person, you are romantic and sensitive. Being loved is more important to you than almost anything else. Though you often conceal this under a shell of reserve, you are not, however, so blindly romantic that you don't carefully consider future security. For example, if you are a man, you may not propose marriage until you have some reliable means of earning a living. If you are a woman, you make sure you won't end up sharing your lover's poverty or struggling to support him. In a love affair, you would much rather be pursued than do the pursuing. You need the reassurance that someone wants you enough to go after you. 
Once you feel secure, you are demonstrative and sensual. You have a wonderful gift for eloquence, and you are also intensely sentimental. You will make a big fuss over your lover's birthday and remember the anniversary of the day you first met. This position of Venus indicates strong family loyalty. Venus Cancerians are delightfully content to be at home and often love to cook. So May 7th is when we have this happening. And so once we get Venus and Cancer in the collective, it's definitely a much different energy than Venus and Gemini because Venus and Gemini is definitely very curious, inquisitive, definitely brings a very curious intellectual like and crave for like mental stimulation into the collective mix. So maybe like you notice with Venus and Gemini over the last month, you were just really craving like knowledge or research or just like intellectual conversations you are maybe more curious than normal and so with venus and cancer this is definitely bringing a much different energy it's bringing a much more like sensual tone it's also like a more crave for like security and just having like like a security and safety is like a big theme with like venus and cancer like they want to feel safe they want to feel secure and so it's like okay how can you make your own environment feel more safe and secure um also like how can you make yourself feel that 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 way in relationships or even like in the relationship you have with yourself because what's interesting too with this chart when we have venus enter cancer we have the moon in sagittarius at 10 degrees so what's interesting there too is like but the moon in sagittarius that's definitely like some feel-good positive energy too and also like venus in cancer like Venus and Cancer just wants to feel good. They just want to be safe and secure, however that might look like for you. And I really like that it says, like, this position of Venus indicates strong family loyalty. So family loyalty, family themes can definitely come up as well with Venus and Cancer in the collective mix. Because also, then, putting this book away real quick. Okay, there we go. So... May 9th, we have Sun conjunct Uranus. And so Sun conjunct Uranus, that definitely brings like some creative, like high positive energy. And because this is happening at 18 degrees of Taurus on May 9th. Yes, May 9th at 18 degrees of Taurus. And so this is really helping us figure out, okay, where do we need to bring like that creative spark back? Because like Sun conjunct Uranus too, it can kind of help, it can kind of feel like it's like a little like re-energizer, like it's bringing like a spark of electricity back into your life, especially wherever Taurus is in your own chart. You can kind of use that to like kind of like re-energize and recharge that area. And you can even like utilize it to recharge other areas as well. So it's like, okay, where do you need to bring back like things to life? Where do you need to like get re-energized? And how can you get those creative sparks flowing again? How can you get those creative gears flowing again with Sun Conjunct Uranus? How can you like start thinking of new, unique, innovative ideas? Because also on this day, we have the moon in Capricorn. And so with the moon in Capricorn, that definitely brings a little bit of a serious tone because we actually, earlier that day, we will see that, yeah, because earlier that day we saw the moon oppose Venus because that Capricorn moon opposed Venus and Cancer 
And then later on in that day as well, we will be seeing that moon oppose Mars too. So that can definitely bring some interesting energy as well. So like May 9th, May 10th, definitely some interesting energy there with like Sun conjunct Uranus. And then we'll be seeing the moon oppose Mars. So definitely be aware of your own energy. Be aware of other people's energy. Because especially like with moon oppose Mars, that can bring up some interesting stuff as well. So definitely pay attention to like where and who you are with around that time because then may 11th we have mercury sextile saturn so that's just helping us continue figuring out like our communication process figure out okay what are the beliefs serving me what's no longer serving me because then we'll also be seeing mercury sextile venus on may 12th mercury sextile venus is helping us figure out okay what are the relationships serving me and what are the relationships no longer serving me? How can I figure out that communication relationship process as well? Then we're also seeing Venus trying Saturn on May 12th. And so then with Venus in Cancer trining Saturn in Pisces, this is helping us with our relationships, our financial matters. It's giving us that endurance and discipline to look at those matters for what they are. It's helping us like get a little more objective when it comes to those themes and figure out okay what is the work that I need to do how can I like how can I change gears here if I need to like it can help you figure out what are the next steps for moving forward whether it's like money matters relationship matters project business matters you can utilize it to that advantage because we'll also be seeing that on May 13th as well and then May 14th is when we have Mercury go direct and this happens at 11 16 p.m eastern standard time so it'll be 8 16 p.m pacific standard time and that's a sunday and we have Mercury go direct at five degrees of Taurus and we have North Node Taurus at three degrees. So we have Mercury two degrees away from the North Node. So that's why I've been saying from the very beginning of this Mercury retrograde that this is a Mercury retrograde that we can all use to rewrite our beliefs because May 14th, when Mercury goes direct, it's two degrees away from the North Node. Mercury is now reporting back to North Node like, hey, these were the beliefs that I figured out were no longer serving me. These were the ones holding me back. These were the ones keeping me stuck. This was the way that I was seeing my worth and value and I decided I am going to do the healing work I'm going to transmute that and I have created new empowering beliefs I have created new positive beliefs I have been working on my worth and value and believing in myself I am confident in myself that's what Mercury that's what Mercury should be reporting back to North Node Taurus is something along those lines but if you haven't been actively doing the work if you haven't been listening to this podcast which I mean if you're not listening to the podcast then you're not hearing this message but you know what I mean but if you're not actively doing that work, then Mercury will just report back those same old beliefs that are keeping you stuck. So that's why it's important and you still have time right now. You still have time to rewrite those beliefs and figure out, okay, what are those new empowering beliefs that I want? Because May 14th is when Mercury reports back to North Node Taurus, these new empowering beliefs that will set you up for the next 19 years. So what are those new beliefs that you want? What is the, what do you want to believe in yourself? How do you want to see yourself? What is your worth and value? Those are questions to ask yourself to that Mercury will be reporting back to North Node Taurus on May 14th. And I know I keep saying that, so I'm going to stop now, but it's kind of a big deal. And then we're also starting to see like Mars and Cancer trying Neptune and Pisces like on May 14th, May 15th. And so with Mars trying Neptune, this is also helping us like 
continue to dream big and giving us like a boost in our creative process, our creative energy, our creative vision. So it can be a very beautiful, like creative time, but I always have to put out that caution with Neptune as well. Do not get lost in a Neptunian fantasy land. Do not try to like escape reality and just get lost in all this feel good, positive energy because it can be very easy to get lazy and just want to escape into an Neptunian fantasy land. But really, this is helping us continue doing that creative, dreamy, inspiring vision work and continuing and helping us figure out, okay, what is my ultimate dream life? How can I continue building it? How can I get myself there? Because Mars trying Neptune in the highest expression can be used for us to help build our ultimate dream life and really help propel us forward. So that can be a very beautiful aspect. Just don't get lost in Neptunian fantasy land because then we're also starting to see Jupiter square Pluto. I mean, really up like from May 1st until May 15th, we're starting to feel the Jupiter square Pluto energy, but really May 15th, May 16th is the exact like transit for Jupiter square Pluto. Those are the exact dates is like May 15th, May 16th. So really like May 1st until then is the buildup to this Jupiter square Pluto that happens on May 16th because May 16th is when we have Jupiter entering Taurus and we have Jupiter entering Taurus at 1.20 p.m. And I actually want to read from the only astrology book you'll ever need about Jupiter and Taurus. Okay, so Jupiter in Taurus. Jupiter and Taurus are very harmonious. Taurus is the money sign of the zodiac and Jupiter brings abundance. You are successful in fields where finances are prominent, such as banking and stocks and bonds and investments are likely to bring reward. You are conservative about the way you handle money. Security is extremely important to you. If Jupiter is afflicted, however, you will overspend on luxuries for yourself. That is also true if Venus is prominent in your chart. As a Jupiter Tauran, you have an eye for beauty and art. You tend to collect paintings and sculptures or jewelry antiques that often increase in value. In this sign, Jupiter bestows a lovely, a lovely voice and artistic talent. Natives are also successful in careers they conduct at home, such as writing, interior decorating, and art collecting. Jupiter Taurans tend to marry well. Career opportunity often comes to you through the opposite sex. Your luckiest times of the year are when the sun is in the signs of Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. So... I really like that the I really like this like explanation of Jupiter and Taurus because that definitely is like themes that we've been experiencing, especially since like we've had North Node Taurus, South Node Scorpio for the last eight to like almost 18 months since we're almost out of that cycle like money has been a huge theme here. And then especially since Mercury is direct when this happens, did you do that? belief work did you rewrite those beliefs during that mercury retrograde because jupiter and taurus can really help propel you forward with financial abundance and your worth and give you that courage especially since like jupiter and aries was all about us really finding that courage and confidence within ourselves finding that courage within ourselves to continue doing this work to make our dreams happen. So then with Jupiter and Taurus, this is all about believing in ourselves, continuing to believe in ourselves and believe in our worth because it can bring good luck and it can bring like abundance our way, especially when it comes to money. And then like if you did like that belief work with the Mercury retrograde, did you rewrite beliefs around money? Do you believe that you're worthy to have money now? Do you believe that having money is a great thing? What are those beliefs that you rewrote? And 
How can you use Jupiter and Taurus to your advantage here when it comes to those beliefs? Because we're also going to be seeing Jupiter square Pluto here. So with Jupiter and Taurus square and Pluto and Aquarius, we haven't experienced this before. So this is very interesting energy here. So to me, like the Taurus Aquarius square energy is kind of like finding buried treasure. It's like pirate energy. And it's also because I've been doing research on just like Jupiter square Pluto and it's really about like finding your ambition and drive and making your goals happen. It's content like taking the next steps. So it's taking the Aries energy and building upon that with Taurus because Taurus is all about having that solid, strong foundation. Taurus is all about slow and steady wins the race, making progress to set yourself up for the long-term success and so with this jupiter square pluto it's like okay how have i been doing things too quickly how have i been going about it for just like the quick gain not long-term gain how can i try to go about this really setting myself up for long-term future success how can i be like how can i do the slow and steady wins the race how can i really set myself up for success here like how can I build a solid strong solid strong foundation because also like with Jupiter square Pluto this is also showing us okay where have we been copying others how can I start to be more unique how can I strive for more unique energy this can also show us where certain things are no longer serving us this can put an end to certain things can definitely bring like an edgy intense energy but also like make us feel like because like Jupiter square so it's like kind of like we want to make ourselves feel really good but don't do a quick fix like this has to be like something that it's not it's not gonna just happen overnight this is going to be like a slow build long-term gain and you have to like get your mind in that thought process especially since Jupiter will only be three degrees away from north node and Jupiter will be five degrees away from Mercury so this is really putting like our destiny and all of our beliefs our value our words on the forefront of our mind this is really helping us get in line with our destiny figure out okay what are those next steps here because then on May 17th, we'll be seeing Sun sextile Neptune. So this is helping us get in line more with our intuition, our psychic abilities. It's like a little tune-up there. And we're still in that Jupiter square Pluto energy. We're in this Jupiter square Pluto energy for a while. May 19th is that Taurus new moon at 11.53 a.m. And I will be doing a whole separate episode for the Taurus new moon. And let me just pull up the chart real quick just to see if there's anything that catches my eye. Well, we have this Taurus new moon happening at 28 degrees of Taurus, so it'll be about like one, two degrees away from that fixed star Algol, which is all about like demon energy and like dark energy. And so it's like, okay, how can we transmute that dark energy into light energy? But I will be doing a whole separate episode on that, so I'm not going to be going into too much detail there. And then May 20th is when we have Mars enter Leo. So actually, let me read about Mars and Leo as well from the only astrology book you ever need. So let me read about that real quick. Okay, so Mars and Leo. Mars in, in Leo, Mars fire is accentuated. With this Mars position in your chart, you are never ordinary. You make grand plans and possess the force and drive to put them into action. No one else can grab the attention and affection of others the way you can. You also have a dramatic sex drive, hot blood, and an impulse. You are successful in sex relationships because of your dynamicism. Your most dominant 
you must dominate in affairs and demand a great deal of attention, but you are also warm, expressive, ardent, and affectionate. You prefer to make love in luxurious, rich surroundings. You are creative at work, but it sometimes can be overbearing, authoritative, and a bit condescending. Mars, Leo, see events in terms of themselves. It would never occur to you to be an, an anonymous observer. You are lucky in speculation and gambling and often attract powerful friends. Because we have Mars entering Leo on May 20th, 20th at 1130 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 830 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, Mars and Leo definitely brings a more like playful vibe into the collective mix, especially since we've been having, we've been dealing with Mars and Cancer. That's really been put like helping us deal with our emotions and really dive in deep into that emotional realm. I know I personally have not been having the greatest time with Mars and Cancer, but it's been forcing me to do, to do the deep emotional work. So it's it's been beneficial it's just it's been it's been a hard process for me but i've been working through with mars and cancer but mars and leo definitely brings a more like fun like outgoing social nature into the mix definitely like a lot more social more dynamic definitely a great time to put yourself out there more and especially since we'll be in Gemini season two, since the sun enters Gemini the next day, but we will be seeing Mars oppose Pluto. So we'll be seeing Mars and Leo oppose Pluto and Aquarius. So that's also helping us figure out, okay, how can I take action in a different way? How has the way that I've been showing up and taking action, have I been copying others? How can I start being more unique? How can I strive to set myself apart? How can I make my mark? And how can I continue showing up uniquely and shining my own light brightly? Because we'll also be seeing like sun sextile Mars, sunshine Pluto, and Mars square Pluto's. No, Mars square Jupiter, sorry because we have Mars opposed Pluto. I was like, what? Okay, there we go. Just read my notes wrong there. So Mars square Jupiter and Mars opposed Pluto. And May 21st is when we have Sun entering Gemini at 3.11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that'll be about 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to go with that. And so then we have that Gemini Sun trining over to Pluto and Aquarius. So this Sun trine Pluto energy that's helping us continue to evolve and transform. This is just another layer to the soul spiritual alchemy. This is helping us up level on our own transmutation journey, our own spiritual soul alchemical journey however that may look like for you this is offering another level of transformation so if you are into shadow work doing that transformative evolutionary work this is the transit for you with sun trying pluto in gemini this is helping us continue to just think outside of the box more and just continue to transform ourselves and use our own discernment as well because then we'll also be seeing the sun sextile yeah so we're seeing the sun in gemini sextile mars and leo has just given some good positive energy. Mercury sextile Saturn continuing and helping us get like a communication or thought process out there. Mars and Leo square Jupiter and Taurus. So this is just where we might feel a little blocked when it comes to certain things. So it's trying to find a different way through it. Mars opposed Pluto, you might feel blocked when it comes to like expressing your voice. Try to find a new unique way there. Try to be innovative. We're still in that Jupiter square Pluto energy. We're almost out of that Jupiter square Pluto energy, but could still be feeling that where maybe you need to try something different to get your goals and ambitions to happen. And May 22nd, still that same energy. May 23rd, Sun sextile Mars. That's just giving us some good positive energy. Mars square Jupiter. So 
towards like the end of may it's really like sun sextile mars mars square juice so like yeah like towards the end of may it's like a lot of like mars jupiter energy so really figuring out okay what is the next way forward do i need to find a different way through this do i need to change how i've been going about this so it's a time to really reflect on how you've been taking action do you need to change gears are there like is there a different way that you can try doing things that will help you achieve whatever your goal is because then like may 26th when we have venus sextile uranus venus sextile uranus is definitely bringing like a new could bring up some like new relationships new creative projects something interesting there then may 27th through may 29th through the end of may is sun square saturn so we will be seeing that sun and gemini square off with saturn and pisces so then that's also like okay where have we been blocked when it comes to like projects or emotions how can we find a different way through it have we been slacking off have we not been doing the work have we been lying to ourselves how can we be more truthful with ourselves how can we start showing up in a better way so we can start bringing more success into our lives before i pull cards because that's pretty much like all the astrology for may and you all know me by now that I'm going to be covering other episodes throughout the month to go through these transits on a much deeper level. But I also want to talk about the Pagan Holiday Beltane because it's actually happening on May 1st tomorrow. And it's really interesting that this is happening like when Pluto goes retrograde and then also a few days before the Scorpio full moon. We're in eclipse season and we're then we have this Pagan Holiday Beltane happening so I mean technically it's like today tomorrow so I want to read from Ilwellian's 2023 Sabbat's Almanac about Beltane and so it says the second most important high holiday of the pagan liturgical calendar is Beltane spelled many ways and like Samhain has different methods of setting the celebration date Beltane and then it goes into the different names it says it's an overland calendar was used by the ancients of the Celt Celtic Isles since about 8,000 BCE, constructed with pits and standing stones or poles, and was used for about 4,000 years to track solar and lunar cycles. And the first evidence of transcription was on bronze tablets, and then it's just talking about the calendar, but okay. So now the simplest means of fixing Beltane on the calendar is the solar method of May 1st, with the bale fire being lit after sunset the night before. And tomorrow the moon will still be in Virgo until... The moon enters Libra at 2.09 a.m. And the Beltane celebration will likely be under the Virgo moon on April 30th. The Virgo moon will exert a certain exactness to the right preparations. Planning an event and being prepared for any eventuality is consistently better than a spur of the moment. The moon promotes consistency. Waiting for the Libra moon may not work as well since the planning was influenced by the Virgo moon. And then... Now, it says also with the cross-quarter Beltane, so May 6th is the calculated midpoint between Ostara and Litha. Those are other two pagan holidays. The moon this night, and this is May 6th, so this is after the full moon, the, the moon, the moon will be in Scorpio, the perfect moon for a sexually charged ritual night. The Beltane Bellfire symbolizes the beginning of summer, but the celebration is far more festive than just the arrival of a new season because Beltane represents fertility for the coming year. So this is more of like a fertility festival as well, really celebrating like we're coming into like this new season, new chapter. 
Um, it says sexuality is at its peak and as such is often celebrated with matches and marriages and a great rite. The Baal fire was an important aspect of the Beltane celebration. Individuals jumped the fire to bring fertility and purification. Couples jumped the fire to pledge themselves to one another. Cattle and farm animals were driven through the fire or between two fires to cleanse the animals of diseases and protect them in the coming year. Um, it also says that Beltane is always the seventh full moon in the cycle and marks the halfway point and it is always in seductive Scorpio. So that's very interesting and that's why I like looking into this stuff because like even though I may not like fully like agree with everything like these pagan holidays are about, it's just I do I really do like like the astro astrological symbolism and just how they work with the astrology. Um also it's always interesting too because I always like to see like what the dark elites do and they always like this is like their sacrifice time is around this time as well with like Beltane and now I'm reading from tales and traditions in the same book it says Beltane is best known for maypole dances fertility rites and celebrating sexuality it's the time when the god and goddess come together to consummate their relationship and conceive a new season of fruitfulness of the land Beltane is a time for the blossoming of the fruit trees and the first phase of planting in the fields many rites centered on encouraging these new seedlings to take hold and flourish so it's definitely like a time to celebrate like your like fertility like your sexuality it's like a time of like planting new seeds as well so it's like okay what is something like this something new that you want to create what is something new that you want to start and birth into the world however that may look like for you but it's also really interesting to me because i know like the dark the elites they use astrology too they follow this stuff too so it's really interesting to see like the celebrations the festivals that they hold and all their symbolism because it's very like in line with these pagan holidays and to me i'm like i know they're doing like their weird ritual sacrifices and that's what i'm not okay with like i'm okay using it for the highest expression to uplift others but not when it's tearing others down and using it for negative dark gains that's where it's bad but that's for a whole separate episode we don't need to get into that right now let's pull a couple cards so we can all move on to the scorpio full moon episode <laughs> okay so i'm going to pull an oracle card for first and i'm pulling from the seasons of the witch beltane oracle deck thought that would be perfect and we got oracle and it says the spirits spirits of the other worlds tell me tales of the unknown tell me tales of the forbidden and it's a picture of a woman and she's like sitting in a little room and she has like this bowl with like incense so she has like the incense lit and she has some other bowls with like smoke coming out of them. So it looks like she's doing like some sort of ritual or spell work. And it says, you have received invitations from the spirits, your ancestors, and other benevolent otherworldly beings. They have been waiting for you to seek their wisdom. Access to the spirits is always available to you, but you must communicate with them in their language. They speak to you in the silence of nature and symbols and the moods that are all around you. And you may hear their whispers in the darkness of your mind. This is not an illusion, but as illuminated guidance being offered to you do not be afraid of the messages you see unfolding in your life or of the beings who greet you as they are here for your highest good and will protect you against all other harmful beings all you have to do is ask for their guidance and protection and so you shall receive additionally the spirits can step in to support you and wish to do so no problem is too big or too small and they ask that you seek their guidance regularly i really like that we got this card because it definitely goes in line with like with the eclipse season too because it's definitely 
definitely a very like spiritual otherworldly time where there are like other entities coming in right now but it's also a time where you have to be like spirit like you have to do like spiritual protective mechanisms as well because can be some dark energy too so you have to use your discernment there but I do like that we got this card definitely pay attention to the hidden messages signs but also use your discernment when it comes to those as well now I am pulling a tarot card from the Buffy the Vampire tarot deck and we got eight of stakes. It says, cue up the training montage. The eight of stakes brings actions, momentum, and progress. Don't try to stand in its way. Just let the energy carry you along for the ride. Your potential has been unlocked and this is a window of time in which you can access all sorts of the awesome. Definitely feel this goes in line with the astrology for the month of May too. It's definitely a time where we are encouraged to take to start taking more action and really start making like our goals our dreams into a physical reality especially since we have like this mercury retrograde that is offering us an opportunity to rewrite our beliefs into new empowering ones that will serve us moving forward and then with jupiter entering taurus this is really helping us bring like that money financial abundance into our own lives wherever that may look like for you but I'm going to leave it at that for this episode since I have another episode coming out right after this and it's going to be all on the Scorpio full moon that we have coming up. But I hope everyone has a great week, a great month of May, a good Scorpio full moon. And until the next episode, we will chat again soon.